Uh, is it three? Yes, it's three. I can officially get started because waiting for the people that didn't set the reminder and did not remind themselves to not make room for this because this is how you get free money. And we're going to talk about one of my most favorite things. I know I say that basically every time I open my mouth hole, but there's not a lot that jazzes me up more than support for my creative projects, my business endeavors, the people that I'm working with, the artists that I've gotten to work with. And this whole journey started when I first moved to Australia and I opened a business all by myself with no money, no network. I was building community, but basically I was offering artists and musical artists at the time a means for recording and releasing their records. So they, they wanted to be my friend. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining. And uh, I had heard through the grapevine that there was support available for art. And my little American mind exploded because I was not aware, at least, that there was also a shitload of, oh, I'm not supposed to swear, not swearing. There is a lot of funding available, not just for nonprofits, not just for artists, not just for businesses that are change makers or activists or environmental. There's actually a ton of support available to you right now. If you stick around for the end, I'll go through one that is 1000% available to every single American. There's other opportunities overseas. Well, I don't know that too, but it is absolutely available to you right now to get funding in your small business, in your micro business. The only caveat is less than 10 employees. So we'll get to that. We're going to get to, hey, Ryan, um, we're going to get to my favorite bonus step, which will absolutely 100% guarantee you success. And we're going to go through seven steps. It's always backwards on Instagram. <laughs> seven steps to your grant success. And it's actually quite simple. I have received almost a million dollars in grant funding. I have also been on the other side. So I've worked for funding bodies, nonprofit organizations that give money away. So I have reviewed the applications. I have submitted the applications. I have been awarded. I have awarded. I've seen it all. And quickly... I just want to address the naysayer in the room. I can hear you. And you're saying, well, I'm not LGBTQ2S. I'm not a minority. I'm not a nonprofit organization. What I do is really weird. No one would ever want to support me. Funding is only for the mainstream or you need proof of concept. And my friend, that is 1000% not true. I got a grant application for a performance noise artist, shall we call them? This gentleman wanted to basically go to Germany, but... We built him a little tour. He used to take glass and he would attach electrical pickups like you would see on like an electric guitar to the glass, which he would then push onto his face as he made noise. Music is a euphemism for the sounds that were coming out of his face. <laughs> and the glass would inevitably break and there would be blood and there was movement and it was disgusting. And there, there was an artistic interpretation to this. Don't get me wrong. It could absolutely be presented and defended as a way of creating community impact and activism and insight into the, the shattering of our, I mean, you can tell I'm like bullshitting. I am BSing in the moment. <laughs> 
Uh, I was actually just having this conversation with Kelsey. I don't know if she's on, but if she is, hi, Kelsey. A grant application gets to be like a creative writing project. And you can secure funding for your wettest and wildest dreams with a little bit of planning and a little bit of perseverance. So we're going to go through those seven steps. But I just want to make it clear that you are fully able to access this funding. You, there is, there is an option out there for you. Okay, now the other elephant in the room, the disenfranchised, marginalized white male. One of my clients was like, but I can't apply for any of this because it's not for me. You're right, my friend. <laughs> what I will say is the good news, you can walk into any bank and any business and likely get a different level of service than everybody else. The system is biased in your favor. And if that feels like a punch in the gut, sorry. The other good news is, is putting together a loan application or securing funding is very, very similar to a grant application. So all of these steps are gonna absolutely apply to you. Hot tip, and I volunteer for this organization so I can 1000% vouch for them. There is a local score chapter located somewhere next to you in the United States. This chapter will actually act as an underwrite and guarantor for a bank loan. There is a caveat. You have to attend two of their workshops. It's typically a business planning and a financial planning workshop. But at least at my chapter, the person who teaches those will then come in partnership, be in partnership with you. So they will act like a fractional CFO, your chief financial officer that you can rely on for support. They will work with banks. They will recommend banks. It's an incredible resource. It is free. And they have so many tools and tricks of the trade and just an amazing, I mean, I'm a little biased because I'm one of them, but mentors that are in your industry that are experts. And if you find someone that you don't like, because they're not all as great as me, um, just kidding. If you find someone that's potentially not an expert or a subject matter expert or is not vibing with you, just find somebody else. You can go nationwide. They like you to start locally, but you can track me down. Uh, and again, when you switch your mindset to what is available to me, what is the support available to me? How can I be creative in finding these solutions? You will find them. There is support out there. One of the reasons that grant applications are such a phenomenal way of seeking this funding and support in your business is because most people don't apply. <laughs> like I've worked on grants that we didn't get enough applicants. We literally awarded every single person that applied within the criterion. Most people have talked themselves out of it, have said it's too hard, have said it's too much, have said they don't have the time. So the competition is actually very low. And now if you're watching this and you are someone who has not been awarded a grant application, I have a few assumptions floating around. It was your first time applying or you didn't fit the criterion perfectly. Those are the number two reasons, top two reasons, you might not be awarded the first time around. So with that, I don't mean to suggest that if you've applied for grants and not been awarded them that you did something wrong. What we're gonna go through now is the seven steps to your success. And have a think about, and I will start answering questions as well. Um, yeah, if Glassface can do it, you can sure, Sure as heck do it, Lexi. And like Glassface was was actually just, I've gotten metal artists, I've gotten punk artists, I've gotten performance artists who their 
again, like really what, what did they want to do? They wanted to travel around. So this guy put together an application to record a song for each song on his forthcoming album in a different bathroom stall in a different city around the world and was able to sort of tie that loosely into like the historical and cultural implications of the music and, and art that he was creating. But we got, it was like a hundred and I can't quite remember this, $113,000 or $130,000 so that he could go sit on a toilet and record music. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um, so anywho, it, it's really about putting together a powerful application. And what I will say is that it doesn't matter if you succeed or fail in the awarding of the funding that you're seeking, because once you complete your grant application, it will literally change your business. It will change your perspective. It will change the way you think about working within your business and with your community and industry. It's so powerful. That's why it's my favorite. So let's get started. Oh, one last thing. Uh, there will be a link. I don't know if Shannon's on. I have a grant database. I have a grant database that I've been building that you can search for your industry. You can search for funding. You can search for who it's for. It's got like 15 different columns, <laughs> all of which, I mean, like if you don't know how to use Excel to the point where you like click on the little drop down arrow and search, you might need more help than grants, but it should be, I made it as easy to use as possible. I'm going to point out the one grant available for Americans and I'm going to continue working on, um, uh, Commonwealth countries, because actually most of my experience is Commonwealth. Um, the good news is, is you guys have uh, so many opportunities, so we're all going to win. Okay. <sighs> Thank you. I'm getting, can you tell? I'm like, well, um, okay. So step, step number one, create a grant calendar. Now I'm going to give you a directory. It's got over a hundred different grants on there. And it's something that I'm continually working on. The thing is, is you need to create your own resource. And that starts by just finding one, two, a couple different grants that are appropriate for where you're at in your business, what you're trying to do and figure out when is the application deadline? <laughs> like I can't even tell you how many people don't pay attention to that. Um, the amount of grants I've received after deadline. And it's just like, just save this for the next round, my friend. So know when they're coming up. If this is your first grant application, it's going to take some time. It'll take as long as it takes. I don't want to tell you that it'll take a week or a month, six months or six days. It really depends on you, your experience, how comfortable you are with writing, how you think organizationally, hierarchically, like linearly, laterally. And uh, it will also depend on, on how many people you're you're representing in this application, because sometimes you've got to rely on other people to get you a letter of support or so on and so forth. So just giving yourself some anchors in terms of, oh, I know that the National Endowment for the Arts is always July 1st. I know that my local um, Chamber of Commerce does something October 1st and April 1st. So just know when those deadlines are. Simple. Step one, done. Second step is the criterion. <laughs> Again, sounds obvious, but I cannot tell you how, like, how much of people miss the importance of just what is this grant for? Who is it for? Or like uh, the other side of it is who is this grant intended to serve? And oftentimes there's after school programs. Oftentimes there is community impact. Oftentimes, even your local banks, even private institutions and private funding bodies will have a particular scope or focus for that financial year, or potentially for they've been 
they've received funding to amplify a particular part of their community, their industry. So all you have to do is look at the website (laughs) and copy and paste. You can literally regurgitate that languaging in your grant application. That's going to be really helpful. They're usually going to ask you for a purpose. They're usually going to ask you for an impact statement. They're going to ask what makes your application or your project or you different than everybody else. That's your languaging right there. You're working very specifically easy to find stuff for overseas. Um, We can get really discouraged when we're looking for grants with the right timing and the right uh, criterion for the projects that we're working on. I like to look at it more as like a research project. So what's available and when, and then how does my business fit into that? Obviously finding stuff that's more local um, that you can get funding for is going to be helpful. There's a couple international programs that are specifically, especially with Commonwealth countries, but they're often cities um, have sister cities. And so there will be specific funding for projects that interweave the two. And they can be everything from disenfranchised youth to, um, you know, BIPOC business owners. Like it's, it's really has a lot to do with what the economic plan is for that locale or for that funding body and the difference that they're trying to make. So once you get crystal fucking clear on the criterion, this is when you start your own outline, your own sketch, your own plan for this budget. So go through, print out, do it old school, get it on paper and print out everything that you're going to need. You're going to have to submit evidence. You're going to have to submit support. You're going to have to submit budgets and receipts. You're going to need to write out certain sections and it's going to feel like your senior level history report or your dissertation, like it's work. That said, that level of planning is going to give you so much clarity, such a deep understanding for what you're doing, why you're doing, when you're doing it, how it's going to fit into your bigger picture. It truly changes the way that you think about your work. And especially with collaborative projects, especially with partnership you can really start to think about it like, how can this opportunity fit into what I'm doing? And then how can I create projects, partnerships, income streams that marry with this opportunity? The fourth step is your budget. And I would actually start here. And just in terms of like, where are you really going to hone in the plan? Once you print it out, once you're clear, once you've got your dates, the budget is going to be the key component. And this is where people really mess it up and not mess it up in the sense that they don't know how to budget or um, they're, they're not being as uh, forthcoming with the budget, but they're usually really, really, really specific about the budget. And there's usually a specific amount of money available and it's for a specific component of your project. And so people will just say like, you know, um, I need to print flyers. I need to do Facebook ads. I need to get product made. I need four like staff members for the day. I want a videographer. I want a photographer. And then they just kind of like guesstimate those costs. And it's just a total list of costs. The other thing that people do is like, they'll write their name and then say like the total amount for the grant. (laughs) Neither of those are going to work. What you need to do is give a true cost representation of this project. And here is the hot tip for budgeting. What this funding body wants to see is that this project is going to go 
with or without the funding. So they don't want to see that like 80% of the funding available for this project is going to come from this funding opportunity or from this grant. Now, what you can do is seek out other partnership. You can get in-kind donations. You can also work with other funding bodies. The more skin in the game that they see that you have, or the fact that other people, other institutions, other organizations are willing to get behind this project, the more inclined they're going to be to support. Concurrently, if they feel like if it's a yes or no from them, the whole thing's just going to fall over, the less likely they are. Now, that might seem a little counterintuitive. It's like, well, I'm applying for a grant to get this money to do this thing. Absolutely. And you are. (laughs) You look at your budget creatively and you're like, okay, well, what could I pay myself out of this to manage this process rather than be the person who is all four staff members, the videographer, the photographer, the caterer, the usher, (laughs) the host? That's unreasonable, right? But if you give yourself... Uh, a little bit of money. And oftentimes in the grant, it'll tell you like what's available for the grant organizer or um, for the grant submitter. I mean, you can literally charge for grant writing. So you start to really break out the individual line items. Now, the other thing you need to do is not just ask your buddy who's a photographer, but you need to submit bids and say, I've got an event. It's happening. It's a 12 hour event. I need a photographer, videographer and get those quotes. You can also then get letters of support from those people, but I'm jumping ahead of myself. But so you're getting real world invoices, bids, and quotes to back up every single thing on your budget. And if you're submitting yourself as a resource, submit your resume or CV as well. People that you're going to work with, they're going to want to see resume and CV. They're not, you know, a lot of people will just think they can just like write Bob, the photographer, 500 bucks. Now, a day rate for a photographer in your city or locale might be 500 bucks. It might not. Guess who knows? The funding body, because they're going to see a ton of other budgets for a ton of other like-minded projects, and they have a really good idea for what people charge. So you can't really fluff this one. Now, what you can do is incentivize these different contractors and vendors and people that you're working with, because you're going to say, hey, give me your highest rate. (laughs) If I get this grant application, I'll get paid you'll get paid and we'll all get to create this beautiful thing. But like on the side, what would it cost if I don't get the funding and could I still count on your support and partnership and we can try again next round. So I think that's all I have to say on the budgeting. Um, They want to see some skin in the game. They want to see that you've got, you're working with other businesses, other organizations, other people. There are some grants where you can just totally go and do it all by yourself. I would then suggest make sure that those expenses are more related to like the resources that you're going to need. So if you have to hire a space, if you need to hire some tech, if you need to um, pay for like editing or or things that are outside of your skill set, then you can also find the invoices and the bids for those, or potentially you're just collaborating with another artist Um, That's where you're going to want to get a letter of support, um, that person's resume or CV or portfolio, just different evidence. Like that's really what the budget is about. It's about the evidence for this project, which segues beautifully into step number five, which are your resources. So if this is your first time applying for a grant or the first time you're applying for something like this, you might not have the exact evidence and support. So let's say you're putting on an event. This is your first event ever. (laughs) Oftentimes, a funding body would love to see a flyer from the last event. They'd love to see like a printout from Eventbrite with the ticket sales or something to that nature. But if you don't have that, you don't have that. 
you can get creative. You can create the event flyer that you would have. You can let them know how many you're going to get printed. Maybe you're getting an in-kind donation from your local print company. And so you can put that on your budget that this organization is donating in-kind. They can get a write-off from their own um, taxes and expenses for a charitable donation, even though you're not a nonprofit. And it can be this like beautiful synergy but you're also getting, again, more of that skin in the game, more of that social proof. So the funding body sees like, even if this is just a complete solo endeavor, you still have a means to make it successful. Segways into step number six. Um, with step number six, this is all about support. And so you can see how like budget resources and support, they all kind of layer on top of each other and very much support each other. So what I mean when I say support is exactly this, get community impact letters. If you're doing a project for the kids or for the artists or for the environment or for disenfranchised members of your community or to create a new program, get people that will be impacted to support you. Hot, another hot tip, you can write the letter. <laughs> All they need to do is sign off on it, right? So um, you can Bring up other projects that happened that were similar or potentially inspired your project. You can get the person who successfully launched that to write you a letter of endorsement. You can get respected community members, even if it's just friends of yours in the community. Now, if you're thinking, I don't know anybody, I'm not networked, I don't have any of those resources, I would suggest going back to step one, which is the calendar. And this is why grant writing and seeking funding, even if it's just a bank loan, is such a creative process because it really helps you to start thinking, oh, wow, I do need print materials in order for this to be successful. Or I do need to be um, advertised on the local mommy blog and in the local mommy groups. And I don't have the resources for that. I don't even know who those people are. Start engaging. Start talking about what it is that you want to create. And I promise you the partnerships and collaborations that will come from that are unbelievable. Here's the other magical part about support. Your biggest support and grants and funding are going to be the funding bodies themselves. They all have a point of contact for this grant. Now, don't reach out to that person a week before deadline. Reach out to that person a couple of months before deadline. They will be your biggest advocate if you befriend them. If you start seeking their support advice, you can even send them rough drafts. I mean, get their permission first, obviously. Don't just like send them your grant application and be like, what do you think of my grant? Person I don't even know or have never talked to. 90% um, of the time, there are actual webinars and information gatherings um, to help. Now, you might think, um, I don't want to go to these or I don't have the time, or like you might look at them and be very aware that you can't make it. The people that host these workshops are you. They are people that work in your industry, that are passionate about your industry or your project or the community that you want to support. And they, they are so into it, they made it their job. <laughs> they are really great people to get on your side. And the arts, they are always professional artists. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are people who are looking to supplement their income in the industries that you're working in by working for some of these funding bodies and agencies. They're considered subject matter experts. That's why they get to review your application. They can be your biggest advocate. Not only can they give you one-on-one -on -one advice in terms of the success of your application or direct feedback as to why you weren't awarded the funding, but 
if you imagine a giant pile of papers, I'm sure you could potentially be looking at that right now. Guess which one rises to the top? Guess which one you prioritize? Yep, the people that are familiar to you. So by attending these workshops, by befriending this person, they absolutely accept bribes. <laughs> you know, take them to coffee, buy them some flowers, ask them how you can support them. That is going to increase your success rate exponentially. I've made amazing friends. How, how did I get to like host a workshop like this or many workshops like this? by doing exactly that, by befriending the point of contact, my point of access to the money. Um, workshops, I guess what the last thing I'll say on that is the feedback after the fact. So I'm working with a couple different people right now who've just been submitting for grants. Some have been successful, some haven't. And I'm thinking of one person in particular who this is her first time. She's applied for three different grants, first time this year, first time ever. And she had her heart really, really set on one of the grants. It's biannual, so they open it and um, award twice a year. And so she just got the feedback back. She didn't, she wasn't awarded it. And it really, really hurt because this is someone who is immunocompromised. She um, has been heavily impacted by everything that's been going on the last couple of years. This is a really important project about uh, healing a gentrified community and bringing together artists that have quite literally been erased with artists that have been painting over them. And it, it's something that she funded last year and she wasn't sure if she would be available to make it happen again this year. And so she really, 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 really wanted this funding and she put together a beautiful application and she got denied and reached out. It took a couple weeks for that point of contact to get back to her, but they were incredibly supportive. And they said that you put together a phenomenal application. It's just the first time you've applied. And they didn't want to say, you know, directly, like we had more applicants. And so we prioritized the repeat applicants, but that's, that's pretty common. So Although she felt really defeated at first, once she got that feedback, what she realized is she now had a beautiful event plan with a crystal clear budget. She had her partners already in line and she even had some potential partners that she could get some additional support from now that she didn't get the grant. She's going to apply again and really like it's just going to be changing up a few things on that grant application. She's already done the heavy lifting. Now she's got an advocate for her at the funding organization. She's got partners in the community that she didn't even know she had. She's got a new venue to work with that's going to be a better option than the venue she had initially scouted out. And so that's one of the ways that by really getting creative, by staying confident in what you're trying to do and by using this almost as an experiment to see like how... How far can you spread? Like how creative can you get? Who can you think about reaching out to? So the seventh step, seventh step <laughs> is, and I mentioned it before, but really what is your skin in the game? Any funding body, whether it's a bank loan or a nonprofit um, agency, they're going to want to see that you're going to meet them halfway. And this can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to look like you're paying for something, but it can look like you are giving your time. So you can put that on your budget. I'll be working 20 hours and it's an in-kind donation of $0. You can also contribute financially. 
you can find other organizations that will work with you and potentially do um, like a marketing sponsorship or a print sponsorship or a catering sponsorship. Now, for a lot of your local community businesses, especially local community banks, they have a budget line item for their own profit at loss in terms of community events, action and give back. You can be that, that recipient. You don't have to be a nonprofit organization. So all the funding body really wants to see again is that this this the success of this project doesn't teeter on their endorsement they want to see other people have endorsed this as well and uh a really really great um strategy is to actually reach out to people who have been successful in this same grant that you're applying for in their applications prior most, I would say, if it's a nonprofit, 100% of the time, and most funding bodies that I'm familiar with will list the successful grant applicants from like every single award period <laughs> ever. So you can reach out to people who have been successful and say, hey, what do you think got it over the line? What tips do you have for me? Again, not only could that person become a potential partner or collaborator or maybe even mentor, there's someone who is already in your community who is doing what you want to do and who is successful. Like surround yourself with people like that. Get to know those people. They're going to have valuable feedback. They could might they might even be available to look at your grant application and give you tips. So by taking those extra steps, by really thinking outside of the box and by being willing to make some new relationships and ask some questions and ask for help, you're going to be successful. So I think, I think that's the seven steps. Now the secret bonus step is perseverance. Ugh, I know it's so annoying. It's so annoying to hear that when you didn't get what you want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that you, if at first you don't succeed, Try, try again. There has never been a, another truism, another, is that, uh, scratch that. There's never been a saying that applies so authentically than to grant submissions. Because like I mentioned earlier, repeat applicants are prioritized, especially if they're improving their applications and following the criterion on time. <laughs> they are always prioritized. And again, I can say that as someone who worked with multiple funding bodies reviewing grant applications. So I don't want to tell you you're not going to get your first application. I anything is possible. I'm I was like trying to think did I get my first grant application? Um I've written so many. Like I don't actually remember if I did or didn't. If that tells you anything about how I thought about this process, but what I can tell you is I got multiple multiple six figure multiple like triant, you know, they were paid out for 3 years grants and funding and um white girl <laughs> privilege. Like I'm not exactly the type of person that you would think would be targeted by funding bodies, but I was able to secure a whole bunch of money for the different organizations that I've worked with and the different artists that I've worked with. And the support is out there, my friend, with the right mindset, with the creative approach. And if you keep trying, if you work with that point of contact, if you work with people who have been successful, if you find people in your community who might be willing to endorse you, might be willing to partner up with you and work with you, you will be successful. But you do have to keep showing up and keep trying again and iterating and improving. That is the key to your funding and grant application success.
so I think, did I have anything else to say on that? I think I busted that out really quickly. Oh yeah, 30 minutes. We've got time for questions. If anybody's got any questions or I know I've got a couple of people watching who are in the middle of applying for grants. So I'd be happy to answer any questions about that. But I would say the, the most questions always come up around the budget and the grant criterion will inform you very specifically. They usually even have a budget template. That's why I'm saying like step three, actually, how about I review the steps again? <laughs> So step one, create your own grant calendar. So that's pull a couple grants out of the grant directory or do your own research, but get real clear on when those dates are, when the submission dates are put in there. If they have workshops, if they have information sessions, if they have a webinar, sometimes those only run for the few weeks prior to the grant, or they might have one six weeks out from the date. So step one, create your grant calendar. Step two, get crystal clear on the grant criterion. What is this funding for? Who is this funding for? Which organizations is this funding for? Step three, I had to like look at my fingers to remember which number I was on. Um, <laughs> step three is the plan. Get a basic outline for your grant, who you need to talk to, who you need to rope in, the different partners you're going to be working with, all of that jazz. Step four is the budget. This is probably the biggest one. It's going to be the most time intensive, but if you do this properly, you're going to be successful eventually. I promise hit me at me if that doesn't work out. Step number five are your resources. And so that is the resources um, available to you at the funding body, but also the resources you're going to use in your actual grant application, the people that are available to you, your creativity. I mean, really like leaning into how are you going to get this application over the line? How are you going to prove that this is going to be a successful project? Step number six is the physical evidence and support. So that's going to be letters, that's going to be invoices, that's going to be bids, that's going to be community impact reports. I mean, there's so much data available to you now that can defend your proposal for this project. And then step number seven is some skin in the game. They just want to see a little bit of collateral from you, from other organizations, um, or just proof of concept, proof of work. So again, if this is a solo project, the first time you've ever done anything like this, how do they know you will be successful? What evidence or proof do you have for that? If you persevere, you will be successful. And uh, I forgot. So for the Americans watching, and this is in the grant directory as well, there's an organization called the National Association for the Self-Employed. Now they have a rolling grant, which it used to be once a month. I think it's once a quarter now, and it is available for any member of their organization. So that's something I did forget to mention. Some of these grants are going to be pay to play, which means they might have an application fee of like 20 bucks or 40 bucks. I mean, if you think about paying an individual, then it's, you know, usually a nonprofit organization or a private foundation. It takes a, it takes a whole department to review like major, major grant endeavors. So all you're really doing is paying for that person to like read through your application and give you feedback and host those workshops. Feels like a fair exchange for me. Some people get a little touchy about that. Again, you're probably not that person because you're watching this and you have a growth mindset and you are expansive and you want access and you want to create. And so paying 20 bucks to access $5,000, it's what we call a good ROI. So the National Association for the Self-Employed has a growth grant, <laughs> which means they will give a small business owner up to $4,000 for business-related growth expenses. It used to be 
Um, Lexi, I'll get to your question in a minute. Great question. Thank you. It used to be for tech specifically. So if you needed a new computer, new point of sale system, a new printer, whatever, like the, oh, wow. I was going to say a word that is not appropriate. Um, soldering iron, <laughs> whatever it is like you do in your biz, it was specifically for like equipment and tech. But I think um, I was just looking at it before this call. It's now quarterly. So you can apply once every three months. Still up to four thousand dollars, but I think they've like kind of taken the criterion off of uh, what you can use that funding for. It's also a phenomenal organization. There is you can get accounting services, legal services, access to cheaper health insurance. Um, they have a program that will like it's like a little webinar, and if you want to like save twelve thousand dollars a year, you can employ one of your kids. Like it's amazing. Um, so hey, Death Priestess, uh, NACE is available to all Americans right now. You do need to pay a membership fee. I think it's like ten dollars a month, so you can literally join for three months. That's thirty bucks, and then apply for the four thousand dollar grant. Um, it really depends on like how many people are applying each quarter, but every person I'm told to apply for those grant has gotten it like the first time they applied. So there is that. You can also, all of the tips that I shared, 100% applied. They have info sessions, they have webinars, there's a point of contact you can reach out to. They list all of the successful grant applicants that you can reach out to. And it really is a phenomenal place to actually build your network. It's in order to be a member, it's 10 employees or less. So it really is like super micro businesses is what they call it. Um, and I, yeah, I can't say enough great things about them. And I've, I've only heard great things like from all of the people that I've referred out to them, they all come back with really positive reviews. So yeah, there's $4,000. Good job for watching this. Um, so Lexi asked, do you think it's best to start local like state than explore nationwide international? It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter, Lexi. Um, the, what does matter is the criterion. So I probably shouldn't put my elbow on the table. Uh, looking at who else has applied is going to be a really key indicator. And you will start to notice the size of the other organizations, the other projects. What I will say matters more than the locale is the amount of funding. So if you're looking to start securing grant funding, I would say start with the smaller grants. So usually like a lot of different um, organizations will do grants for like 2000 to $10,000. Oh, that's the other thing I didn't say. Thanks, Lexi. You don't have to ask for all of the grant money either. That is like, they kind of like that. It can be a really favorable way of getting in there because usually what happens is the funding body is given, you know, a million dollars from a private foundation or the national endowment from the arts or the federal government or whatever it might be. Now, of that million dollars, they need to use that over five years. So that's $250,000 a year. And they might have two funding you know, uh, rounds. So every six months, so it's $125,000 every six months. And what they, their requirement for that funding is to impact as many community organizations as possible. So they could award 10 organizations $10,000, or they could or uh, award 100 organizations $2,000. I might have fucked up that math. <laughs> uh, swearing. But bear, you, you see what I'm doing with that. So based on what their goal, what their criterion for their funding is, it's going to determine how they divvy up that money. So if you, again, are a first-timer, you're it's a solo application, you've never applied before, I would suggest, you know, 
dip your toes in the shallow end. So find smaller grant opportunities. They don't have to be local. You'll find, especially for women, BIPOC, LGBTQ2S, um, and, and creative or environmental funding bodies, it has, it, it really doesn't matter um, where you are. It matters what you're doing and who you're doing it for. But again, there's just going to be, you're going to be up against bigger organizations who have departments dedicated to grants and grant writing when you're going for like $50,000 grant applications or, or, you know, multi-year $150,000 over three years type of thing. So uh, that's why I would say kind of matters more. Yes. Individuals are considered micro businesses faux show. Uh, it's kind of the definition of a micro business, but the good news is, is they actually have funding and ideas for, if you do want to get some support, um, even support from a family member. So um, yeah, I would say, like also like the less the less of the funding amount, uh, the the smaller the application's gonna be. When you get into probably like seventy thousand, hundred thousand and up, like you're basically writing a business plan, which is really helpful. Uh, again, it'll give you crystal clear clarity on what you're doing, why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, how much it's gonna cost, how long it's going to take. That's something I didn't really get into, but if you're working on a really big project, something that's going to involve, you know, 10 or more people and it's going to, you know, there's a, a production process and then a creation process, they're going to want to see a timeline as well. Um, and like, depending on how big the project is, there will be check-in points as well, because you might apply for $150,000 for a project. And then um, the, uh, you know, travels cut or somebody gets pregnant and you know some of the players in your in your plan switch out that's totally fine you just need to be um upfront with the funding body they will have a reporting period as well so once you've used the grant funds like they want to know how did we help you and so the scope of the grant i.e how much money you're asking for is going to determine like kind of how big the project is as well it's like anything else the first time you do an application it's going to feel like you're submitting your year 10 report and it's going to feel like homework and it's going to feel hard and it's going to feel overwhelming. So give yourself a long runway, work with the funding body, get feedback, get support, talk to people who've been successful in it. That's how you're going to get so much closer to your success, but apply, apply and apply again and apply a third time. Once you get a successful application, you will be hooked. And then you'll also realize what it takes and then it's just rinse, wash, and repeat. Like you can literally submit the same grant application over and over again. <laughs> you just have to like update some of the budget details and update some of the names and collaborators that you're working with. Um, oh, I'm so grateful for that feedback. Uh, that's what I'm here to do, blow minds. Um, it's also just, I know as an American, I never felt like there was any support out there for me at all when it came to funding and moving overseas opened my eyes to that. And then lo and behold, when I came back, I realized like there's actually a ton of funding available. And it's, it's, there are in most major and mid-sized metropolis cities. I don't know why I said metropolis. Um, I really want to go see Batman though. Uh, there are, there are a ton of different organizations, not just SCORE, um, but there are organizations designed to help businesses, to help startups, to help environmentally oriented businesses. Like when you start looking for it, you're going to be shocked. 
and um, hit me up. Sometimes we're not looking for the right things or we feel like we're in a really small place or we're really isolated and we just kind of don't know how to start going down that rabbit hole. Um, once you kind of figure out the languaging and what to look for, like it's like anything else. Once you shift your focus, like suddenly you see everything comes into focus. Um, oh, I'm excited. I've heard mixed reviews about Batman. Um, but I've heard it's gorgeous, like a little bit like Dune, which, um, I might've seen four times, like no big deal. Uh, and I don't actually like watch stuff. So that tells you anything. Um, I digress. Where are we at with time? Ooh, we're at 345. Okay. So grant directory, Shannon just shared it again. It's going to be updated. It's going to, I'm going to expand it to Commonwealth and then I'll get to Europe. Um, I'm really focusing on small business support and for not nonprofits. Nonprofits are pretty easy and nonprofits are actually like, they know that there's funding available to them. So the grant directory is much more skewed towards privately owned businesses. Oh yeah. Uh, I would be curious with Mexico as well. And, and like, what I will say is get creative. There will be organizations in the States that want to support businesses, projects, collaborations, partnerships in Mexico or for Mexican people or for children in Mexico or for the education system in Mexico or for the environmental um, cleanup in Mexico. And like, here's like, this is just how my brain works. So let's say you're an artist and you found an organization that's willing to microfund environmental cleanup projects. Now you might think like that has nothing to do with what I do, but maybe we think about it like cleaning up like a wall or a school and, and creating a mural and working with like the local kids to beautify their school. It's, it's really thinking outside of the box. And so that's why when you start like looking at, you start that with that first thing of creating that calendar, and then you start looking at the criterion, you can see what's available and then you can create a program to get that funding. And that program might not be like your, you know, your why it might not fulfill like the purpose of everything that you want to be and do and are, but it could like pay for you to get an employee to manage that who can also help you with the everything else you're trying to do, or it could really help with branding and awareness and marketing for your business and get that funded, you know, while you sort of build out everything else that you're working on. So grant funding is a phenomenal opportunity when you get creative, when you are committed and when you persevere, you will be successful in achieving that funding. And you're also just going to learn so much about you, how you work, about your community, about the various partners and resources available to you. So I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself. Um, anything else? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh my God. Education. There is so much funding available to you. It's um, like just working with kids in general. Uh, and, and like, you can just do like a week for spring break or after school or a weekend and you can take your art, like um, uh, actually an ex client of mine was a writer. And so she started teaching creative writing just at the local library and got an annual funding grant for that. She took that exact same program and took it to the local um, like youth detention facility. She took that exact program and kind of created a mastermind and then started teaching the kids teaching skills so that they could then teach their own writing workshops. And she was doing this at the library. She was doing this. And then she roped in like a local film studio. And so they, they did like a scope specifically for like screenwriting and playwriting. Um, and it was just something she built because she wanted to write. 
and she wasn't getting published. Um, and then she built like, and then she ended up creating a whole nonprofit around it. And it was kind of amazing. But yeah, when you start to think about like, what do you love and what funding is available? And then who could you serve with that? You can create the program for the funding. Yeah. I hope that helps. Uh, okay. Any other questions? Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Um, I, like I said, I'm going to leave this one up. The grant directory is going to be up. I'm here. You know where to find me. Um, my shoulder's spazzing out, which means it's time for me to go. So uh, I wish you all the best. And um, I can't hurt you, <laughs> but I appreciate all the hearts. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Oh.